And hello and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Big Batista along with Nathan Jones of Lamb Lion Ministry. We have a great program prepared for you today as we're going to be talking about hosts of heaven. So stay tuned for today's program. And those of you that are following us live on social media, hey, we'd love for you to share this program with your friends and family so they can enjoy it and follow along with us. But before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord, I thank you for all who have tuned in. I just pray, Lord, that you'll bless each and every one of them uh, in growing in their relationship with you. Lord, through these tough times of the coronavirus and all, I do pray for those who are out of work, that they might find jobs. And uh, Lord, you'll keep everybody healthy and safe and focused on you. Thank you for your great comfort and joy in your precious name. Amen. Mm, amen. Again, you're tuned in to The Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones of Lamb Lion Ministry. Again, we're talking about hosts of heaven. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host, Nathan Jones, to the program. Nathan, it's great to have you on, as always. As always, brother. Great to be with you all. Ooh, we always have such a wonderful uh, time during our programs, and we always have so much news to share with people because it seems that every week something is bubbling in the world around us. But before we do, Nathan, maybe for that person that is new uh, to our program and maybe not familiar with the ministry that we're involved in, can you share a little bit about it? Well, absolutely. Uh, Vic and I are both evangelists with Lamb and Lion Ministries. It's a Bible prophecy teaching ministry, and our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. Uh, we do that in a number of different ways, primarily through our television program, which is called Christ in Prophecy. Uh, Dr. Reagan and I are the co-hosts, and uh, it's been now in its 18th season. Praise the Lord there. You can check that out on our website at ChristinProphecy.org and many of the, the major Christian networks and online networks like His Channel and Truly. And uh, we are also uh, got an app, the Lamb and Lion app. Download that to your whatever device. <laughs> it's open all. Uh, but for most part, if you want to learn about us and see all the videos and read the articles and sign up for a newsletter and join our social media groups, then just check us out at ChristinProphecy.org. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And yeah, Nathan, that app is fantastic. So I would encourage anyone that's listening to this program, take advantage of the resources there. Um, not to puff my friend Nathan Jones up, but he does a fantastic job in organizing all these resources. <laughs> Well, praise the Lord. We produce a lot of them. And we're, we're just excited. The Lord is coming back. The signs of the times are quite evident. Even unbelievers now can see all the chaos and, and just going on everywhere. I mean, absolute chaos socially, chaos economically, chaos in nature, uh, you name it. And uh, so people are asking, what is going on here? So we hope to help people uh, educate them about the Bible and what it says about Bible prophecy and the soon return of Jesus Christ. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much, Nathan. Uh, Nathan, yeah, we've been having uh, some very interesting events happening, weather pattern. You and I were talking about offline before we started the program, just all the chaos and all the unrest. Uh, and, and we believe all this is, of course, going somewhere. These are signs of the times. But also, Nathan, as we were talking about really the, the, the coming of the Lord, and the feasts and the trumpets and that how that ties into the coming of the Lord. You mentioned something very interesting. We're coming to the close of a very important feast, right? Absolutely. There are seven Jewish feasts. Four uh, have been uh, prophesied and already come true, the spring feasts. And we still have three more, which are called the fall feasts, with a gap of summer in between. And a lot of Bible prophecy teachers believe that those four feasts represent the four events that come in the past, the, the gap, the church age, and now we're coming up to the Feast of Trumpets, 
which very well could be the feast that marks the rapture of the church. Uh, as of this year, 2020, uh, Israel has been in the land for 72 years. So this, if we look at when Jesus prophesied a generation, uh, would the generation that saw Israel become a nation again would be the generation that saw his return. And one interpretation is if you look at the 70-year generation plus 10 if you're strong, as, as the Bible says, then that's 80 years. So very, very likely, if, if that is the interpret correct interpretation, then this September 18th through 20th is the Feast of Trumpets. Jesus said we couldn't know the day or hour, so obviously it's not one particular day. But it looks like this feast is coming up, and it very well could be that this is the feast that signifies the rapture of the church. Another interpretation is that the Feast of Trumpets is uh, the trumpet that comes when Jesus returns at the end of the tribulation. Maybe it's about the second coming at the end of the tribulation. But if it is the rapture, then this is the last of the feasts before we move into the time period, a little gap, and then the seven-year tribulation ending in 80 years. So uh, a lot of us are on the edge of our seats looking at this one very closely. Nathan, and I agree with you because, again, uh, we know that there's a crown in heaven for those that look for the Lord's appearing. So you and I have been looking. We're encouraging people to continue to be steadfast. And this is just another exciting piece of information uh, for those that are tuned into a program. And, of course, you and I are not date setters. That's why we said, hey, these are the seasons that we're in. These are the feasts. And, Nathan, the way that the world is going, I believe the rapture is at the door. I do, too. I've been, we've just seen a global pandemic and every world country in the world shut down. I mean, when has that happened in history? You know, those scoffers, as Second Peter says, who scoff at the end times that nothing's changed. Well, just look at your cell phone. When did we have cell phones, even 10, you know, like smartphones 10, 15 years ago? The Internet, the 5G coming, and it's going to radically revolutionize technology. Uh, technology itself is one of the signs of the end times. Jesus said in Luke 21 that wars and rumors of wars in will increase uh, social upheaval, economic upheaval, uh, famines and plagues, signs in the sky. Uh, matter of fact, the sun is supposed to release a massive, massive solar flare coming up. And uh, so again and again, we are seeing these signs of the times increase in frequency and intensity, just like Jesus said. Vic, I love what you said in the beginning is that that there's so many signs going on all converging together. It's, it's even hard to keep up because uh, things are happening so fast. So I believe it's definitely leading up to the rapture of the church. Mm, Nathan, I always say, you know, when we see these things happening, I think this should be a motivator for Christians and individuals to not sit around, but grab hold of every opportunity that the Lord has put in their hands, every resource uh, to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Because again, even though there's a lot of chaos going on, there's fires, there's tornadoes, there's uh, now just uh, things breaking out throughout the whole world. We know that we're not alone. We know that uh, at the end we win. We know that the Lord is with us. He's going to strengthen us. So that's exactly why I think, Nathan, this is a great opportunity uh, for the church, even in the midst of this COVID-19 pandemic that doesn't seem to ever go away now, right? <laughs> Well, and, and we're seeing some a shift, too. In America, the United States, was founded on religious freedom. And since the coronavirus, every two-bit tin-plate dictator is out there saying that churches can't meet, like in California and Nevada and in other states. Uh, we're seeing uh, a lack of interest in church and a, a terrible decline in membership. Uh, America, as a symbol of religious freedom, seems to be fading extremely and quite alarmingly fast. 
And so where where is believers in Christ to go for safety, if not the United States? We're seeing a tremendous uptick in China of religious persecution of the home churches. Xi Jinping is, is not only knocking down churches, but he's removing Christian symbols, placing pictures of himself, and telling his people to worship him. So anybody who's given a dictator for life position usually ends up wanting to be worshipped as a god. We're seeing Christians murdered in mass in Nigeria, in North Korea. Uh, brother, the church persecuted is another one of the signs that Jesus gave in the end times. And we're seeing a tremendous increase in persecution of the church. So, yeah, uh, and all this is just happening all at once. All these end time signs that Jesus came are converging together. And these labor pains are closer and closer and closer to uh, everyone's scared, man. Uh, there's a lot of fear out there. Praise the Lord, we've got the Holy Spirit in the Bible. But the rest of the world, man, no wonder there's upheaval. They're terrified. Yes. And, you know, Nathan, that, and you made a very good point that uh, uh, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So regardless of what's happening out there, there is hope for the Christian. There's hope for the church. Uh, there's hope for the believer. Even in the midst of persecution, we notice the church has always um, grown through these uh, challenges and pains as we keep our eyes on the Lord. And Nathan, I think these are the days where we really need to start looking at these days with spiritual eyes rather than through the physical. And there's a, uh, there's a wonderful story in 2 Kings chapter 6 that really brings this to light and what I think our prayers and our focus should be uh, there in 2 Kings chapter 6 with the story of Elisha. I wanted us to go there, Nathan. I was going to, I was going to go ahead and open us up by reading uh, verses um, uh, 8 through 12, and maybe you can read verses 13 through 20 in case somebody doesn't have a Bible so they can follow along with us in this really amazing story. Oh, it is a good story, too. Uh, wow. You talk about fearful times. That was a fearful time. Yeah, let's do it. Absolutely. So 2 Kings chapter 6, beginning on verse 8, says, Now the king of Syria was making war against Israel, and he consulted with his servants, saying, My camp will be in such and such a place. And the men of God sent to the king of Israel, saying, Beware that you do not pass this place, for the Syrians are coming down there. Then the king of Israel sent someone to the place which the men of God had told him. Thus he warned him, and he was watchful there, not just once or twice. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was greatly trembled, excuse me, troubled by this thing. And he called his servant and said to them, Will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? Verse 12, And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. Verse 13 goes, so he said, go and see where he is that I may send and get him. And it was told him saying, surely he is in Dothan. Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there. And they came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So when the Syrians came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, Strike this people, I pray, with blindness. And he struck them with blindness, according to the words of Elisha. 
Now Elisha said to them, This is not the way, nor is this the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom you seek. But he led them to Samaria. So it was, when they had come to Samaria, that Elisha said, Lord, open their eyes of these men, that they may see. And the Lord opened their eyes, and they saw, and there they were, inside Samaria. Whoa, Nathan, I mean, this is just an amazing story. It's an exciting one because, you know, it, it almost seems like that's what's happening with the Christians. Like we're surrounded, like there's no hope. And people right now are, are in such fear because of COVID-19 and the government and the re-election. And yet, Nathan, as we look at scripture, how encouraging this is, right? Well, yeah, I, it seemed like the Syrians were going to destroy uh, the prophet, the only prophet who was giving prophecies that let the, the Jews know, hey, what Syria is up to. And uh, so they sent an army to kill him, and everybody's terrified. And, and I just love it here because he got Elisha then. He says, says, Lord, open their eyes so they can see. And what do they see? All those fiery horses and chariots are the armies of God. God's mighty angels were sent by God to defend Elisha. And, you know, it's no battle had to take place. God, just with a word, blinded the Syrian army, and they were then dependent on Elisha for guidance. And what did Elisha do? Marched them right up to their enemies in Syria, and the Syrians dealt with the, uh, excuse me, the Samaritans ended up dealing with the Syrians. It's one of the best stories in the Bible. I know it's almost like definitely something out of a movie. I mean, this is a, a great cartoon encouragement for kids. Like if you really wanted to make a, a coloring book, right? <laughs> it would be this right here. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. So, and it's scary to think that, that all these angels are, are busy. We got, of course, demons who are behind a lot of the principalities and powers. So a lot of the evil that we're seeing right now, especially these great upheaval movements like Antifa and Black Lives Matter, which is anything but Christian or about black lives. Uh, we're seeing uh, Marxism and communism, a, a totally debunked uh, theory, and yet people are championing like they can do it right because they know better. And so we're seeing this great upheaval and it's terrifying and Christians are getting more and more isolated and separated and marginalized and not downright persecuted in many parts of the world. And here Elijah's like, hey, have your spiritual eyes open. And what do you see? The armies of God are all about. God's mighty angels have been sent to protect people. And the angels don't even have to do anything. Jesus himself just speaks that word there, and, and uh, or the, the Father, and boom, they're all blinded. So God has that kind of power. So that there's a lot of lessons there, right, man? What kind of lessons can we get out of this story? Oh, Nathan, a lot of lessons. You know, one of the things that I noticed, it's just verse 15 also. It's so amazing because I find that that's kind of like how we react to situation when we're surrounded where there doesn't seem to be a way out our tendency is to see what can i do and and, and there he says alas master in verse 15 uh what shall we do and, and we always try to do what uh, things in the human strength rather than saying forget about what i can do let's see what god can do yeah yeah absolutely you know he's just one man the city of Doth, and I don't know how big it was, but clearly it wasn't that big if you can take an army and surround the entire city with it. we A lot of these smaller Israeli cities back in the day were only a few hundred people. Most people take for granted, like where Jesus grew up in Nazareth, that, that was only a few hundred people. So Dothan wouldn't be very big. It would be a little more than a suburb. So you could really, to, in today's numbers, so you could surround it with the city. So yeah, obviously the people in the city must have thought, well, we're doomed. There's no way we can take on... The Syrians were the big bad guys of that time period. And uh, 
here they are about to attack the city and, and what they themselves are surrounded by an even bigger army. Ooh, and Nathan, you know, people forget the power of prayer because, I, I mean, literally, we forget, you know, in difficult, crazy situations when we don't know what to do. You know, sometimes the last people, the last thing uh, people want to do is pray. I remember David Hawkins, he always used to say, why pray when you can worry? <laughs> and, <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it sort of reminds me here, verse 17, Elijah, so it says, Elijah prayed. And his prayer was so simple, Nathan. Uh, I pray open the eyes that he may see. Sometimes people think the prayers needs to be so long and so in depth, but to dispatch one of God's mighty angels or his host, just one simple prayer will do, right, Nathan? Yeah, yeah, and even even Jesus says in the New Testament that he's not big on wordy prayers or exposition. Some people, you know, <laughs> feel they have to give a dissertation when they pray. And you're absolutely right. Elisha made a little pray, and basically, it be summed up in one word help and that's exactly yeah. <laughs> what happened god did he he said that help now we might not see that help uh, there's certainly a lot of stories uh, uh you and i wrote this book the mighty angels of revelation where we teach uh the book of revelation from the 72 angels or groups of angels points of view and in that book we put quite a number of stories about people who were protected by angels uh billy graham's wife who she grew up as a missionary kid in china he's told the story of a young mother and her kids who were walking through the jungles and a tiger showed up and it was about to attack them. And the woman who had heard about Jesus for the first time that day from a missionary called out to Jesus to help. And all of a sudden the tiger got terrified, jumped at them, literally over them and ran off terrified. And uh, just because she called help, Jesus, <laughs> and she wasn't even saved yet, but you can be guaranteed that woman got saved afterwards. And uh, we are to call the Lord to help. Now, sometimes it suits his purposes to allow Christians to suffer for a time and some even die uh, for his purposes. But for the most part, we can call on the Lord and in some way that we probably never will know because we'll never see those angels face to face. Uh, he's sending his protection. Nathan, what, an, what a great point. And, and I love that because, you know, there's so many countless stories like that of, of the Lord showing up, his angels showing up, protecting us and always being there. And for those of you that are part of this program, remember, you're not alone. You're just a prayer away from God sending help. So whatever you're going through right now, uh, call on the name of the Lord. He is there to help you. He loves you. He has a wonderful plan for you. And our prayer is that he will also open up your eyes so that you can see the resources that you have at your disposal. So you don't have to fear. Yeah, Nathan, and we thank the Lord because we're getting fantastic uh, reviews on the book that you and I wrote. And um, I thank the Lord for your gift. And you primarily put all that together. But it's been nice, right, Nathan? Uh, uh, we, you, you mentioned to me we have about 80 different people that have uh, left their um reviews and it's it's doing fantastic in terms of sale and to god be the glory because people are being encouraged right nathan they know that god is with them that his host of angels are around them yeah as of today there was 81 reviews on our amazon account and uh so folks yeah, check it out the money is angels of revelation you'll learn everything about the book of revelation and everything about angels and angelology and this is one of these old testament stories where we get to see the angels and and at work behind the scenes and it's truly impressive now I, I there's times in my life i thought lord i would love to see have my spiritual eyes open like elisha's servant to see that but then you think man you'd see all those demons and all those <laughs> things going on and 
And you know, you wouldn't walk down the street without being terrified if we really saw what what's going on behind the scenes, the, the spiritual veil unveiled, like the book of Revelation is. So maybe it's best that we don't see that world. Right. Let's just not, let's not raise the curtains for right now. Let's just keep them down, right? <laughs> yeah, because you know, once once we're in our glorified bodies and we're witnessing the angels at work and see Jesus Christ, we follow Jesus Christ back at the second coming and. And we watch him with just a word, just like here with Elijah, with just a word. Uh, the Lord just strikes all of the Antichrist army and they fall apart in a pool of blood. And, uh, you know, the Lord is that powerful. Demons are nothing. Even Satan, the most powerful of all the creation, is nothing compared to the power of Jesus Christ. Mm. So we are on the winning side. And even though times look dire, God's sovereign. He knows it. it for him, history is past. It's already done. He's closed the book. We're just at that part in history that we're living now, and it looks bleak, and it looks dark, and it is terrifying, and a lot of anger right now about all the injustice and evil going on, but the Lord's got it in control. His angels are there protecting, and when Jesus returns, he, it's nothing. He defeats evil so simply by just speaking, and man, that's the day I'm looking forward to. The same here, Nathan. That is fantastic. Again, for those of you that are tuned in, those of you that are following us live also on social media, we see a number of you. Again, you tune into The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Program Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. We're talking about the hosts of heaven, the power that is on our side. Nathan, a wonderful story, too, is we all know the story of Elijah, how he went up in a chariot of fire, like in this whirlwind. And to me, that's always been an amazing story. As he went up in a chariot of fire, but I thought that was amazing. But here in verse 17 of 2 Kings chapter 6, when their eyes were open, it says that, that behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire. Not just one, but a whole mountain full. Now that is impressive. <laughs> yeah, you know, that Assyrian, uh, that Syrian army must have been tremendous. But then you think that that army was surrounded by an even greater army. Uh even though we know in the Bible that the demons, only a third of the angelic realm rebelled against God and then were cast down the earth. And of those, quite a number of them were put into a pit waiting to be released uh, during the trumpet judgments in Revelation. So we know that the angelic realm, uh, God's heavenly angels, at least two to one, if not three to one, outnumber the demons that are on this earth. So again and again, God is more powerful, his forces are greater, and he restrains them for his own purposes, that's allowing evil to flourish. That's part of man's free will. God wants us to have free will, so we need to be able to make choices. So that's why the angels aren't jumping in every second, every time we stumble or make a mistake. Uh, this is all leading up to a, a purpose that Jesus had, and that is, this is the purpose of human history. It's like a harvest, and the Lord wants to winnow a people group who love Jesus, love God, and want to spend eternity with them. Not forcing people to be with him forever, but people who choose to be with them forever. And when human history is done, that harvest will be complete, and forever and ever we will be with our Lord and Savior because we chose to be. That's what God wants. Oh, I love that, Nathan. That is so well put. And like you mentioned, uh, again, angels are all over the Bible, the Old Testament, the New Testament, the book of Revelation, even at the, the, the Lord's birth. It was prophesied in Luke chapter 2, verse 13. Uh, would you be able to take us there, Nathan, Luke 2, 13, just in case someone doesn't have a Bible? And then we'll jump to Matthew 26, 53. As we look at 
these heavenly hosts and their involvement in our lives. Yeah, we'll skip ahead to when uh, the announcement to the shepherds that Jesus was coming and he had been born. It says, suddenly there was an angel with and the angel, a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying. So here we've got God's worship choir, myriads upon myriads of angels who just the eyes of the shepherds were open, those spiritual eyes, just like Elisha and a servant. And they could see the angels in the sky praising God. Man, what a sight that must have been. Ooh, and that, that was beautiful. That's why we love that Christmas story. Uh, it just makes it so rich. And Nathan, not only that, but even Jesus himself wanted individuals to know that he is really the commander of the armies of heaven. Matthew 26, 53. I love that verse as well. Will you be able to take us there, Nathan? Yes. Very another good verse. Here's Jesus himself saying, Or do you think that I cannot now pray to my father and he will provide me with more than 12 legions of angels. So, you know, say 12,000 angels, for instance, or more. I mean, we're talking about that at Jesus' beck and call, the angelic realm waits in anticipation for his commands. And if those armies, uh, just it was really the temple guard here, that's the context that was arresting Jesus in the garden in Gethsemane, you know, maybe a, a few dozen. And here Jesus saying, I could bring 12,000 troops to my <laughs> In this instant, I don't need you, Peter, cutting people's ears off. I've got it together, you know. <laughs> and again, we can trust that God's power is greater than that who's in the, him who is in the world. Nathan, that is a great point. Here is Peter trying to help the Lord with his little pocket knife. Yet, <laughs> the, yet the Lord says, you know what? I can call legions. And, and Nathan, you and I know in the Old Testament, what was like one angel devastated like 185,000 of the Assyrian army? Just one. Oh, yeah. Well, the angel of, uh, of death was sent upon the Egyptians and all the firstborn were killed. One angel did that. When you read in Revelation, some of these angels that when they release their judgments, like take, for instance, the bold judgment angels, we're talking about the destruction of all the natural water, a darkening of the sky, an earthquake that levels everything and on and on. God's mighty angels are super, super powerful. Nathan, and what an encouragement that is. Again, for those of you that are tuned into the program, this is the power that you have at your disposal. When we are all in heaven gathered together, the Bible says that there's also will be, again, those, those choir angels. I like the way you said that, Nathan, uh, worshiping in heaven as well. And Nathan, I know our time is short, but would you be able to take us to Revelation 4, verses 11 through 12 there, as we uh, encourage people with this wonderful host of heaven? Well, there's those worship angels again, or like you said, choir angels, and uh, four living creatures, which are four special angels, sit before the throne of God and sing, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. So Ooh. here we got angels, some of the most powerful beings in, in the universe, and they're looking to God, and they're like, we're nothing compared to you. That should be humbling for us. Humans, we think we're so full of it and we're all that and we've got it all together. We're nothing compared to the angels and the angels are nothing compared to God. Mm, excellent point. And again, for those of you that are part of this program, hey, just uh, when you find yourself in a bind, uh, when you find yourself discouraged or fearful, remember the Lord is right there. According to Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20, I mean, the Lord himself told us to make disciples. But then Jesus said in Matthew 28, 20, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And Jesus said, Lord, I am with you always, 
even to the end of the age. In other words, the, the one that commands angel, the one that commands host, he is actually there with you. So you are not alone. And today we want you to know that God loves you. He has a plan for you. And if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, what are you waiting for? We want to give you an opportunity right now to turn to Christ and have that power at your disposal. Nathan, will you be able to maybe speak to that person that doesn't have a relationship right now, but they are tuned into this program, maybe now or in the future, how they can start the relationship with the Lord? Well, absolutely. The Lord wants you to be one of his children. He sent his own son to die on the cross for your sins, to take the, the punishment for your sins, which is eternal death, onto himself. He nailed your sins, your transgressions on the cross. And when you put your faith and trust and believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and your Savior, then your sins are transferred to Jesus on that cross. And you can now stand before the Father, holy and pure. That's the only way to get to heaven. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and life. Nobody comes to the Father except by me. So if you haven't trusted in Jesus as your Savior, do so today. Pray from your heart something like, Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and Savior. And Jesus will do just that. Your sins are forgiven, the guilt will be gone, and you'll inherit a new life on this earth and forever in heaven with him. Whoa, thank you, Nathan. And we say hallelujah for that. Hey, if you trusted in Christ, reach out to us, 305-992-9537, or let us know those of you that are part of social media. We would love to celebrate with you. The Bible says it's a celebration in heaven for every sinner that turns and repents to the Lord. And we also want to send you a Bible and some material so that you can grow within the Lord. And hey, we'll even send you one of our Mighty Angels books to encourage you. If you accepted the Lord, let us know. And also make sure that you find a wonderful church where you can plug into and grow in the things of the Lord. So we're very excited for you. Nathan, like always, thank you so much for sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with those that were part of the program and for opening up these wonderful scriptures with me today. Oh, thank you, Vic. Great topic. I hope you all have been blessed.